Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Lifestyle is more about what are the most meaningful aspects of life? What do I want to bring more of into my life? And what do I want to get rid of that I dislike? Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Welcome back, best ever listeners, to another episode of Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. In today's episode, what we're talking about is lifestyle design, how to effectively design the optimal lifestyle of your choosing. Disclaimers, as always, I'm not giving any financial advice. These are just views and opinions for educational purposes only. So please seek licensed financial advice when it comes to your own investing decisions. And I want to start this episode off by saying once you learn the game of money, once you learn how to generate active income and passive income for that matter, for many people, it usually leads into lifestyle and how you want to live your life. And passive income can allow you to have the choice of how you want to spend your time. We take a quick reference from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The basic needs that we all have can often just be covered with active income or having a job. These are things like food and safety and shelter and water. As you move beyond this and you've got some excess income or you start making investments and growing your passive income, that usually leads to a focus on relationships and freedom and self-actualization. And you have more time to dedicate to the meaning of life and who it is you're trying to become and how you want to live your life. If we take for an example, a person who has more passive income than they have lifestyle expenses this allows them to start questioning things like, well, do I want to spend more time with friends and family or children or grandchildren? Do I want to volunteer more of my time? Do I want to travel more? And what kinds of stuff or things do I want to have in my life? So in this episode, what I want to share with you are four considerations. These are things that have really helped me over the years in terms of designing an optimal lifestyle. And the first thing I want to start out with is talking a little bit about freedom and what that means. To me, the game has never been about money. It's been about freedom. And I grew up lower middle class. My parents split when I was five years old. 
And I watched my mom struggle with having lots of low wage jobs and having to work two or three jobs simultaneously and try to make time for me in the process. My dad pretty much worked for the post office his whole life, 30 plus years, probably never made more than 50 or 60 K in his working career. And in my early working career, I worked a lot of minimum wage jobs and I had ranging incomes of 10,000 to about 20,000 per year. So it was always the struggle and the grind. And even when I started making money in my career, which was in the oil and gas industry, I then started to realize I'm sacrificing my entire life for a paycheck. I was away from home a month at a time. I worked 100-hour work weeks. I didn't have time for travel. I didn't have time for family. I didn't have time for myself. It was just wake up and work, go home, sleep, and get up and go back to work. And I'm sure for anybody listening to this episode, neither of those situations are ideal. I don't know what's better, having 20000 a year and having the weekends off or making 100000 a year and not having any time for yourself, friends, or family. But I will say this, something I learned when I started making six figures and being around other people making that kind of money is a lot of people will associate money with things. They wanted the nicer things, the newer things. They would think about getting a new car. They would think about getting a bigger house. And that brings me to the second consideration that I want to talk about, and that's stuff. That's buying stuff. And the first thing I'll say is if you're wanting stuff or things to impress other people, it's a lost cause. First of all, people don't care. And second, it's really not going to generate happiness long-term for you. It's going to be very short-lived because there's always the next thing and the newest thing, and it's a dead-end road. Now, if you're buying stuff for personal growth or fulfillment or because it truly makes you happy despite what others think, then it can be fine. And I'll give you an example. I own a nice car. It's a luxury car. Some might put it in the exotic car category, but you know what? You're never going to see it online. You're never going to see it on social media. I don't try to leverage it to get attention or leads. In fact, most of my family and friends don't even know that I own it. So it was something I did for myself because I get a personal fulfillment for it. I set a goal for myself and I said, if you meet this goal, this was a couple of years ago, then I can have this car for myself. It's like the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith. He's essentially, if you've seen the movie, there's a big pandemic disease and basically they evacuate New York City while he stays behind as a scientist to do some research. So in other words, nobody's around. It's just him. And what does he do? He goes out and he gets a red Mustang to drive around town. Obviously not impressing anybody because there's nobody around. So why does he do it? personal fulfillment. It's exciting. It's thrilling. He's doing it for the right reasons. So the reason so many professional athletes, lottery winners, and celebrities go broke is because they're acquiring things to elevate their status and to stand out and to impress others. So be aware that's a dead-end road if it's not part of the optimal lifestyle that you're trying to create for yourself. To me, lifestyle is more about what are the most meaningful aspects of life? What do I want to bring more of into my life? And what do I want to get rid of that I dislike? 
We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCON.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. That brings me to my third topic. I want to talk a little bit about travel. Travel has been a centerpiece for my wife and I for many years. It's definitely up there in our passions and why we choose passive income to expand our lifestyle and have the freedom to travel. And I want to say two things about it, whether or not you're into travel yourself. I will say this. There's two primary benefits that we've found from travel. There's in the moment happiness. That's experiencing something new and it's being in the moment and it's doing something different, which is more memorable. And then there's memory happiness, which is the photos, the videos and the memories that you have mentally to take with you throughout your life with sharing unique experiences with family, friends, or even by yourself. Both of these are very important in terms of overall happiness and well-being, in my opinion, not to mention all the other benefits that can come from travel, which is appreciation for what you have and what we all have here in the United States, seeing and appreciating other cultures. There's a great book called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. I encourage you to read that if you want to take a much deeper dive on this topic. I know I'm not doing it justice in this short video. Travel's probably been the number one thing that's humbled me over the years. It's so easy to get caught up in our little bubble of life that we live and complain about first world problems. I've certainly been guilty of it over the years. In fact, funny story I'll share with you real quick. I was on the phone with an investor, this was probably a couple of years ago, and he's talking about his business that he owns and his financial situation. And he's sharing this stuff with me. And he says, I pull a modest salary out of my company. It's 600000 per year. And he said, honestly, we can't cut the budget. That's just what we need to live on. There's no way my family and I could live on less than that. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if this guy knows that the average household income globally is close to about $20,000 USD per year. So a little bit of perspective there. And that, by the way, according to worldpopulationreview.com, which is a great site to learn more about incomes and stats like that, if you're interested. In any case, I would consider adding travel to your lifestyle design. It's paid some of the best dividends throughout my lifetime. And last but not least, topic number four, I want to talk about death. I know that sounds really morbid, but hopefully I can spin this in an encouraging way for you. I remember years ago, I read the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. This was written by a nurse named Bronnie Ware. She lives out in Australia. And for years, she worked in a terminally ill patient care unit, and her patients would always be telling her about their life regrets. So she first turned that into a blog post to inspire other people to reflect 
on what's important in life and how you might want to live your life with that in mind. She later made that into a book and then became an international speaker. But the takeaway from that book for me, there was two. It was the top two regrets of the dying. I'm going to ruin the book for you. Sorry about that. But number one was I never pursued my dreams and aspirations. And number two was I never spent enough time with friends and family. So something to think about as you're laying out your lifestyle design. So a few quick tips to leave you with on how I approach investing in lifestyle design. Number one, I start with the end in mind. What am I trying to create or accomplish? And I try not to make money goals like I want 10K a month passive income or I want 5 million net worth. I try to make it about what I'm actually creating because I'm much more passionate about that than I am about dollars and cents. Number two, I try to figure out what type of investment can get me to that particular outcome. Is it going to be a passive income-focused investment, or is it going to be an equity appreciation investment? We're all different, and it depends on your goals. Number three, I begin my due diligence and my research. I'm analyzing investments. I'm finding operators in the private placement space. It just depends on what it is I'm investing in. And number four, you have to make the investment. Either make the investment in yourself or make an actual financial investment. You got to take action. Nothing happens if you don't take action. So with all of that in mind, I hope you found some value in this episode. Always happy to brainstorm with you. Reach out if you have any questions on passive income, investing, or anything that I discussed here in this episode. You are listening to Passive Investor Tips right here on Best Ever. Reach out on social media. I'm on Bigger Pockets, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Love to connect with you guys. Thank you for sharing your stories with me, all the positive feedback and comments. I truly appreciate you being here week after week. Have a best ever day, everybody, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access. And you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.